0: Podcast, episode 58. Hey, it's Kaylin Amadillo, the Boomer Gal, and I have another great episode of Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast to share with you today. I want to introduce you to my guest. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Six years ago, my guest Kathy Strahan had a terrible wake-up call with her health. She woke up on New Year's Day and for the first time had to call 911 because she was so terribly ill. Doctors could not figure out how to help her. She had a, a strange feeling of anxiety, I guess, and several health issues. And she decided then that she would take charge and she slowly found her own answers that took her on a path of healing. And now she shares her insights and discoveries with us. One of the most fascinating of which is how the big food giants, the companies have ruthlessly hooked us, especially we baby boomers. So she's here today to help, uh, make, help you make your own choices towards health and longevity by sharing the information that she has for us. So Kathy, welcome Hi, to Caitlin. the Boomers Ultimate Guide Podcast. Thank you for being
1: uh, here. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: Sure. Yeah. Now um, just I uh, I gave people a very brief little you know intro to you, but I always start my interviews with guests asking them if they'd like to share, you know, a little bit more about what they're doing, how they came to be doing it and i never stopped someone from telling us whether or not they too are a baby boomer
1: absolutely yeah i was born in 59 so i fit right in there um and it's a, it's a we're a great bunch of people and i <laughs> well, at love least
0: we it. think so right
1: <laughs> at least we think so so um, you know what's fascinating, Kaylin, is that I've always been interested in health, and I didn't grow up super healthy. I mean, I you know did okay, but as I um, as I got more and more into adulthood, I, I, I went through different periods of time where I I was unhealthy and then I would learn to exercise and then I got healthier in that way and then I had some strange pain due to posture issues and but yeah this thing six years ago was the most intense strange literally it was a wake-up call it happened I woke up and I went to the bathroom and I was like I was scared something strange was happening to my body so anyway fast forward six years later and what I have noticed Kaylin, is that that we food is first there's several areas I'll cover at the end about true health but we've got to get our food right first and even though I thought I was eating healthfully, I was exercising. In fact, if I was a spin instructor wow. during that time. Right. So that's pretty intense exercise and, you know, fairly healthy eating, but. Somehow, I think my minerals were out of alignment. You know, as you get—I was fifty years old that uh, year. um, You know, your metabolism changes. It is true that your our metabolism does change. In fact, I'm learning more about that recently. Exactly what that means. So for me, and I want to encourage everybody: it's a process. It's a journey. We, we don't—we don't really want to just you know, have so much expectations for ourselves that we become discouraged, Kaylin. So it's a step-by-step and maybe where I am isn't where you need to be. So I just want to encourage people to take it slow. Don't just take my word for it. Do your own research. Um, By the end of the uh, podcast, I will give you uh, a free book that I wrote with a friend of mine. It's a Kindle book, but I want to give it to your audience for free. And it's about, just doing a little experiment on yourself in terms of gluten-free and it's not just about gluten it's about the junk and i want to talk about the food industry and how you know the big food manufacturers um really have ruthlessly hooked america especially the baby boomers yeah it's it's a fascinating story
0: yeah and i and i find this uh very interesting because you're not the first person i've had a conversation with not necessarily on this podcast about food and the nutrient level that's in our food today compared to maybe 40 years ago and Mm -hmm. just you know all the massive changes that have gone on with the engineering of our food in an attempt to I don't know make it go further or to feed more people or you know I don't I don't know exactly what they're up to or why they're up to it but they've been engineering our food and and it's got to have an effect on us there's no two ways about it how could it not
1: how could it not? Yeah. Well, in terms of the in terms of wheat, especially, you're right. Wheat has been and uh, William Davis, Dr. William Davis uh, from the Wheat Belly uh, series, has really brought this to our attention. How wheat has just been so hybridized that it's a different kind of grain that our great-grandmothers ate. It right. it literally. Uh, It has much more gluten because guess what? The food industry, the big food manufacturers, the more gluten, the better it is for a long shelf life, everything like that. So I think we just have to get smart. And really, if I think we can't go wrong, if we just go back to whole foods, like I always say, are that our great grandmothers would recognize. So, um, you know, they certainly had their share of eating lots of good desserts and stuff like that. So I'm not saying you have to deprive yourself. But at the same time, I think relying on a bag or a box for every single meal, for everything you eat, is probably not going to lead to health No,
0: It longevity. can't possibly lead to health. My Hi. husband, um, there was one time, it was several years ago in our marriage. We'll be married 25 years this June. Ah, congratulations. Thank you. And he uh, did a typical guy thing. You know, he asked me what's, what's for dinner, what's going to be for dinner. Now, we were both working. Right. Uh-huh. So I always resent that question as a, uh-huh. as a working woman. Right. <laughs> yeah. And plus, I hate to cook. So I yeah. never I never really thought of it as my domain, even though it ended up being my domain when I decided to take it on. But uh-huh. I, my answer to him was, if it doesn't come in a box bag or a can, we're not eating it.
1: <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> that's, yeah,
0: that's what was quick and easy. And, and you know, Kayla, I it's not going to go to a lot of trouble.
1: And it's not your fault. It's so fascinating that you say that because if you go to Michael Moss, his great book called um, uh, Fat, Sugar, Salt, it is so fascinating. You see, back in the 50s, the the food giants really made it their task to literally train women to think of cooking as the last thing they ever want to do and it's so you so it's sort of not your fault it's sort of osmosis it's sort of been built into our right. into our dna mm-hmm. and it, it they got together with the government literally to no, 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 no. Betty Crocker, use her. She can help you out in the kitchen. Convenience, convenience, instant, instant, instant. That's what it's all about. So, so you, um, and so many other people, um, especially those people who kind of were coming to age in the fifties, that was a new concept, but even my, my mom, I remember um, growing up, she, you know, she, she bought this hook, hook, line and sinker. So Kaylin, for us, a, a breakfast was out of a bag or a box, either uh, cereal or a bre- instant breakfast. Right, I don't know if you remember right. that instant breakfast.
0: Yeah. An instant breakfast, yeah. a pop tart, like you know, something. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. so. so but um, yeah, little did we know what we were doing. You know, it's so funny that you you say that about uh, about the companies because now I'm having visions of, you know, Mad Men, that, that television show that takes place in the 50s in the advertising uh, yeah. early on Madison Avenue and how much control they really had over the American public. They basically taught us what to think and what to do. Uh Uh, in order to sell products yeah and and we just we didn't know any better right
1: we didn't and and, you know and now um you know this michael moss tells a fascinating story in 1999 the the food giants got together for the first time ever to talk about the obesity issue and to say you know what we we are partially responsible for this and what can we do about it and what can we do about it and um and so they sort of feel guilty about it but believe me they it's all about money and I, I you know personally kaylin i my to my readers i say i don't want to fight the food giants we don't need to fight them all we need to do is get you know get to reality and think about okay what what do i care about my family and our health and one fork at a time one kitchen table at a time you know figure out some easy ways to cook it doesn't have to be slaving every night on the right. at the stove it doesn't right. and at the end i'll talk to you about a really cool concept called uh, cook big free small where I don't like to cook either Kalen. Uh you know I really I really don't like it my mom didn't like it but bless her heart she did cook a, a homemade meal for us every night so so but there are quick ways to do it and easy ways to get the healthiest fast food on the planet on your uh, kitchen table every night if you plan ahead
0: wow so. So yeah. do you do you work privately with clients or do you, um, you know, you teach in group settings or I'm not, I'm not sure. Right about now your business what I'm runs.
1: doing, yeah, right now what I'm doing is I have a blog at kathystrand.com and I'm also doing these radio interviews to just really uh, bring this issue into Uh, more of a palatable piece-by-piece kind of way and in a fun way and also to say, look, I'm totally blind and if I can cook, I think anyone can. (laughs) <laughs> and so that's really you my a message. Good point. You've got to I, you a know good what? Point. Well, yeah. So and it doesn't have to be super hard. Right. So right. Um, and I want to do. I'm doing. I'm starting some telesummits where I bring experts to people. So about metabolism and thyroid, and you know, I'll let the experts talk to people about the fine tuning of their metabolism because I really think that as we age, I think we can i think we can keep our metabolism up if we do it in a smart way and um so anyway it's fun right it's right I, I get a great opportunity, opportunity. I, get I get you yeah
0: so um for the audience today i always ask my guests if they can share um three of their top tips right mm-hmm. so think think about what the I, I know it's hard to narrow down for yeah. many people because there's so many great things you want to share but what what would you say are your top three tips that you want other baby boomers to know about um, maybe beginning this exploration around the the foods that they consume and and how it might actually be affecting their health?
1: Right, absolutely. So. So, um, I think, going back to what I said about what our great great grandmothers would recognize as real food, and by the way low uh, gluten free doesn 't mean low carb; you can make rice if you have digestive problems in fact the The easier food to digest, the better, like potatoes and white rice. Um, to being too healthy and you know, thinking that you have to go all vegetarian or all vegan or all anything is really something I want to caution people against. So right. when I say gluten free, I just mean let's stop eating the processed junk and that's what I would concentrate on the book in the book mostly about so take take a couple of weeks and explore that so get into eating some whole foods and throw a, a potato in and bake a few potatoes and add that to your food and maybe stop eating this the breakfast cereal and make oatmeal and it's so fast and so easy to do oatmeal instead of uh, um, instead of a, a box of uh, breakfast cereal. Right. So right. so whole foods. And then the second thing I would say is. Uh, get into self-care. You know, we, uh, especially women, have spent most of their lives taking care of children. And uh, I don't have any kids by choice, but I have all of my brothers and sisters do. And it's, you know, it's uh, it's a wonderful thing to have children. But you you forget about taking care of yourself. You get into your fifties, forties, and they're off to, you know, they're off in right, right. in their adulthood. So self-care um, and. And reducing stress. Stress, uh, we're learning more and more how stress um, is, you don't even have to have a stressful job to have stress. Maybe you worry too much. Maybe you feel worthless because maybe your life isn't where you want it to be at age 50 or 60. Stress is really fascinating. So, self care, you know, doing something for yourself, uh, finding out more about what that means, um, right. getting into some groups, some women's groups. And really just focusing on what you enjoy. So then the third one is really fascinating, and that's proper movement. When and you know, like I told you, I used to be a spin instructor right. and I used to love the high intensity exercise right. where you're just busting your body, you know, and I used I used to love it. I don't do it anymore. And I and it and it's because I've just started to read more about how that can really, it doesn't make you lose weight anything or anything like that, by the way. And I, I learned that the hard way. You, you don't lose weight by doing a marathon or getting into insanity workouts or right. uh, high level spin class. Even if you can do it and you can say, oh, I'm 60 years old and look at me, you know, I can lift this and do that. Okay, fine. But do it if you like it but really i think what would really help us to stimulate our, our metabolism stimulate our brains is slow movements like tai chi mm-hmm. or like eccentrics eccentrics is a really amazing uh, group of exercises done by a woman um her name is um she's she's from canada and what is her name? I'll think of it by the end of the by the end of the show. Uh, she has a great book called Aging Backwards, and um, so it's called Eccentrics. and it's like Tai Chi. So it's a lot of slow, sweeping movements that. Stimulates your every muscle in your body, every right. joint in your body. Right. You want to move even your every finger, every toe. You want to make sure your feet are strong and your circulation and lymphatic system get stimulated, so you don't have to. In walking, you know, just start a walking program. Get out into the into nature, and get some sunshine. So anyway, those are my three tips: whole right. food, stress reduction, and slow. Complete, uh, complete. What's the word I'm trying to say? Complete. Uh, uh, anyway, going within kind of movements.
0: Okay. <laughs> Contemplative? <laughs> That's the was word. That yeah. Thank design? you, Kaylin. Contemplative movements. Yes. So, uh, yes. and none of those things are, in and of themselves, are very difficult. Actually. Not at all to do. Not at all. And uh, I was talking with another guest about health. He had sort of, you know, done a life hack for himself so that he could lose weight and get healthy without mm-hmm. going to the gym, you know, or <laughs> without going on a diet. He just sort of changed his life, and he was talking about how he'd done that. And you know that old saying about, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? That's that's really how you can make any of these grand <laughs> changes to your life that might seem big on the surface. It's <clears> one <throat> little thing at a time. So, Kathy, like you were saying, if it's breakfast, you know, yeah. and you figure out two or... I have basically three different breakfasts that I eat and I just sort of rotate through them every morning I say, gee, which one am I thinking I feel Good. like having?
1: Right. right. And
0: those uh-huh. are what I rotate through and they're all healthy and I'm I really don't get bored with them and each one is very different from the next. And awesome. depending on what I'm in the mood for, you know, those are the breakfasts. And once you get into those kind of habits, then you can take on lunch. Then right. you can take on, you know, snacks and you can take on dinner you, just a little bit at a time.
1: Right. Yeah, right, right, it, right, right. it doesn't
0: have to be super hard. So what do you think people will find is the biggest challenge? I mean, sometimes I think it's that they just think it's an, an enormous task. But what do you think is, is the biggest challenge or obstacle that, that people have in front of them to making these changes or to, to even begin to get a handle on their own health?
1: I think I think to get it out of your head and just do something. Um, I remember hearing David Wolf, who is the le- you know leading expert in uh, in like vegan type stuff. In those days, I was listening a lot to him, but I like what he said about this. He said people will oftentimes say, "Well, what do I do?" There's so many options. He said, "Do whatever's in front of you at the time. That's where you start. Right. That's where you start. So." Get it out, but do something like if we just sit around and talk about it or think about it or worry about it, you know, the nobody can guide you unless or the universe can't guide you. Nobody can help you uh, to the next step unless you take the first step. Mm -hmm. And the best analogy I have for this is Kayla and I, I used to do this. I've gotten out of it because of a lot of reasons we've, we couldn't travel to the events, but I used to be quite involved in cross-country skiing. And it was a program that taught blind people to cross-country ski. And I was involved heavily, deeply committed to it for years, but some family stuff had come up and my father got ill and my husband's sister got ill. So anyway, okay, here's the point though. So how does a blind person cross-country ski? So what happens is there's two tracks, two groomed tracks. You've got a sighted guide in the left track and the blind person in the right track. And I'll never forget this. I was my best guide ever Uh, one day. It was a complicated kind of thing we had to do to navigate down a hill or somewhere. I forget what it was. But anyway, I was just scared because I – I'm a good skier, but I'm not confident. I mean, I'm not a fearless skier. And some of the best blind skiers I know, they are just fearless. It's amazing. So we said, Kathy, I can't guide you until you take the first step. You have to move. And I laughed so hard because (laughs) I realized, my God, he's so right. He can't tell me how to move. I've got to do it. And then he'll tell me left, right, stop, whatever. Yeah. But I can't be worrying about how it's going to go. I have to start, and I'm I'm a you know I believe in I'm a deep believer in God, and 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 so so I don't know if other if, if you are a believer in the universe or the spirit or, you know whatever your belief is, right. believe in that support, and you can't get that support until you take that first step and start moving, yeah, and that's a, not worry that's a if you're going to. Do you can't worry if you're going to fail or how it's going to come out or am I going to lose? I think the worst thing you can do, I like your guest's idea of, you know, if you worry about losing weight, it's going to put too much stress on you. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. And maybe that shouldn't be the point. The point, I've come to the realization that, you know, the point is to be as healthy as I can be.
1: I really do. And you know, Kayla and I'm really excited about learning about this metabolism thing because um, the more we learn about how your body temperature is, like, I don't know, so many of us women, we've got cold hands and feet. Right. Within the last couple of weeks, I've been doing, I've been taking some interesting steps, like even, believe it or not, drinking less water, not more. Oh, really? It's fascinating. That's off topic. But see, in a minute, I'll give you a website where I can share some of this fascinating stuff that's coming across my desk with people that has made a difference for me. And, um, but yeah, metabolism, how your body temperature is, um, when you wake up or out throughout the day, um, what you crave might be exactly what you should eat, you know, kind of stuff. Yeah. Your body's talking to you and,
0: and maybe you should be listening. Right.
1: Right, Kaylin. So, right.
0: so what would you tell someone who's listening to us right now, and they're and they're thinking, okay, I'm I'm willing to take mm-hmm. the first step, mm-hmm. like uh, like Kathy was explaining. I I'm, I'm not going to stand mm-hmm. still anymore. I'm willing to take the first step. What would you encourage them to do? What would, should their first step be?
1: I think food first. Okay, so if you um if let's say for instance you tend to eat. Dinner out because you're not, you know, you come home, everyone's hungry. What do you do? So I love this uh, this this technique of call it's called cook big f- free small. So what you do is you figure out what it is you like to eat. Do you like stews or soups or salads or you know, whatever it is that you enjoy eating? So on the weekend, or when you have the most time, gather all of your ingredients and make a big pot of it, or a big casserole of it, or whatever, a big portion, portion, right? And so then you just separate that out, freeze it, or put it in the refrigerator if you're going to eat it quickly, and so then you have a fast food meal ready to go, to heat up, or whatever you want to do for when you get home. And that will immediately change your body very quickly because what happens is the the food that you eat out of a bag or a box typically has a lot of food uh, additives and, and unhealthy... Salt and
0: all has kinds of stuff. The
1: bad kind of salt, it has the a wrong kind of fat. And you know what's fascinating when you start to read about how food from a big food a giant or a manufacturer can stay on the shelf so long. You know, if it can't rot or go bad, maybe it shouldn't go into your body. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> right?
1: So, um, and so then make, if you really like salty snacks, then, you know, make your own popcorn or, and put lots of good salt on it. Um, it there's nothing wrong with salt. It's just that the high uh, processed salt that is, right. And by the food, they, they,
0: you don't realize you're consuming people, you know, people yeah. who don't ever add salt to their food. If they're buying any kind of pre-made foods off the shelf, even, you know, a can of soup
1: oh, absolutely.
0: Shelf, has tons and tons and tons of salt in it already. This is something and my husband and I have learned because he has, uh, heart issues. He's actually on the heart transplant list right now. Oh, bless and, his
1: heart. My God. Yeah. Thank yeah. you.
0: And, um, you know these are things that you know the hospital begins to teach you you you, know, you start reading these labels and realizing oh my goodness i can't he can't eat this and he can't eat that anymore you know these things that he liked and you 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 find yourself cooking more and more just fresh food right. uh huh you know and going to the grocery store more often so that you know things don't go bad and and picking out a few things and the way our like you said the way our great grandmothers would have done it They didn't go to a grocery store and stock up, you know, like at a Costco with a month's (laughs) worth of stuff.
1: They didn't do that. They didn't do that. What's fascinating about the salt, um, getting back to that, because see, the food manufacturers need salt to make the food palatable because everything that they make is made from a chemical. It's all chemicalized. So like, let's take uh, a cornflakes. According to this book by Michael Moss, he actually tasted some cornflakes that didn't have salt added to it. And it was, you could not eat it. It was the worst experience he's ever had in terms of eating. So, right. Interesting. Very interesting. Where oatmeal just old fashioned oatmeal. How yes. easy is that to prepare? Yeah,
0: that's one of my three breakfasts, oatmeal. Good. Absolutely. Good. Um, what is the best way for people to get in, in touch with you and to, to find the book, to download sure. and all, all that kind of contact information?
1: Sure, Kaylin. Well, I want to give to your audience the Kindle book in the PDF format so that all they have to do is download it. You don't need any special applications for that. And that's at theglutenfreegirls, that's plural, dot com. So theglutenfreegirls.com.
0: Okay. Very good. And, and huh. I remind my listeners that uh, I always include these, uh, links in the show notes. So if you weren't sure. able to write that down for some reason, I always say, if you're on the treadmill, don't get off,
1: Right. Understand.
0: trust in me, <laughs> trust in Kathy. These notes will be waiting for you at Boomer's ultimate guide podcast, and you can click the link there. So I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead.
1: That's right. Good job. So com, And it's a form where you just leave your name and your email and we'll send it right out to you. But what I want to do is continue the conversation with everybody. So that's going to be a delight to do. And I hope you say hi. And, uh, and that'll be really a lot of fun. So I appreciate that opportunity to help other people, Kaylin. Thank sure, you.
0: Sure. And uh, do you use social media at all?
1: Well, I'm not... I'm not uh, fully going on Facebook or Twitter, so um, I have a Facebook page, but I haven't had anyone to help me with it yet, frankly. So, okay, um, yeah. I was
0: just looking for other ways for, for people to you know sure. see you see you on video or you know see your writing and
1: oh sure oh Kathy St- oh yeah oh, Kathy that's right. your website Stran- right so yeah okay. Kathy Strand and that's S T R A H A N dot so Kathy with a K Kathy right and that'll be in the show notes too so yes
0: it will be I forgot you had mentioned that towards sure. the end. sure sure so uh, before I let you go today I know mm-hmm. there's so much information you could be sharing with us but I want to be sure. uh, fair with your time uh-huh. and of course the audience's time too mm-hmm. so before I let you go my last question for you is do you have an inspirational quote or story that you would like to leave us with before we go
1: well, I, you know, I think that as we all, you know, advance down this path, what I would like to to leave people with was is, is an idea that I had this morning, and that's that if we can just sort of be compassionate with ourselves about what, you know, what we did or didn't do in the last 20, 30 years, so here we are in our 50s or 60s or whatever age you are, if we could just have some compassion, if we had a friend sitting next to us and they said to us, oh, my life is just, I didn't do anything that I wanted to do. And it's, you know, or they're just feeling very worthless at this point. Wouldn't you say to them, Kaylin, no, 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 no. Wouldn't you say to them, absolutely not. I don't see you that way so you would say that to a friend i think i want to tell others to do the same with themselves right. you know give uh, give ourselves a hug and uh, you know some compassion and to look back in a more gentle way at what we did or did not do and then look we we have now and we we have every reason to believe that we can do so much even you know more now, right, Kaylin? Yeah. I mean, I think we have more wisdom. Yeah, and a lot
0: of opportunity.
1: So much opportunity, so much power, and so yeah, I I I found that to be helpful to myself, and so I figure it can help other people too.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. It's it's easy to be hard on yourself. Oh yeah. And to get down on yourself. Mm hmm. Well, meanwhile. There, there's really no one else on earth that would look down on you as harshly as you do to yourself. Oh, so, you know, so why true. do we do that? It's so, it's, it's really such a worthless thing to be doing to ourselves.
1: It doesn't help. Yeah, it doesn't help
0: <laughs> at all. So you're right. Be kind to yourself because you've earned it. So, Absolutely. Yeah.
1: No matter what happened, no matter what, no matter what it is, yeah. there's always... There's uh, there's always something to redeem ourselves from the from what, what we did or did not do, and so. there's
0: st- there's still time to move forward and make Amen, changes, right?
1: Till the very last moment. To the very I last believe. moment.
0: I agree. I think so, so Kathy Strand, yeah. it's been wonderful speaking to you today.
1: Oh, me too. Thank you, Kaylin. Thank you so much.
0: I'm glad that you had time for us, and those of you out there listening, this is the Boomers Ultimate Guide podcast where every Tuesday afternoon around 1 p.m. Eastern time, we release a new episode with great guests like Kathy Thank you. so that we can help you. Uh, I, I help people build thriving businesses, but I also know that the whole point is to have a vibrant life. Yes. So That's, that's what we're all about here, trying Thank to share you. everyone's wisdom with you so <laughs> that you can uh, have a vibrant life. So until next time, I would very much like you to take care. Boom, baby, that's it for now. See you next time on Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast.